Okay, so go ahead and lie on your backs. And this is the first of four lessons where we'll be really looking into our spines and getting to know our spines. Um, well, and everything else around them, of course. Nothing's ever isolated, and especially the spine is not isolated. So just lie there and feel your contact with the floor. Check in with how you're resting on the floor tonight. And usually in this position, most of the kinesthetic feedback and sensation is from the pressure of the floor against our backs. Tonight, you're feeling also the breeze from the howling gale outside coming through the windows and streaming over the front of your body as well. So you have a more 360 degree experience of feedback as you lie on your back. And bring your attention to the length of your spine. And when I say that, where does your attention go? Does it go to the very back of you against the floor? So that's the actual spinous processes coming out of the back of the vertebrae that for part of your spine rest on the floor. Of course, in your low back and in the back of your neck, they don't touch the floor, but rest of your spine, those spinous processes at the back with muscles running on either side of them rest on the floor. Is that where your attention goes? It's the real bodies of the vertebrae, the bodies that carry the weight when you're standing. They're a few inches ahead of that, right? An inch or two, I don't know exactly how much. Find in your internal sensation and maybe start from the front forward in your body. So start from an awareness of the front of your chest and the front of your belly and move backwards and think inside yourself in your own awareness going backwards where would you encounter the front of the bodies of the vertebrae around your lumbar spine it's going to be really in the middle or even forward of the middle a bit right they're big thick vertebrae down there And when you're standing, they're really taking your weight through the center of yourself. So try following the length of your spine from that direction. Follow the length of your spine from the front through the inside of you. The curve forwards into the sort of area of your belly. The curve backwards towards the back of your rib cage, the back of your shoulders. But still, where do you imagine that the actual body of the vertebrae are, bodies of the vertebrae are? And up between the shoulders, the base of the neck, and up your neck, right? So the vertebrae here are much smaller, their bodies that bear the weight, that carry the weight of your head. And all sorts of other things, muscles, and your windpipe, and your all those, you know, tubes and things for carrying breath and food and drink into your stomach, all running alongside your vertebrae that are carrying your weight. 
and then to the base of your skull. So can you find that axis and atlas, your top few vertebrae that your skull rests on? And bend your knees and stand your feet. And start with the movement of just lifting your pelvis a little bit from the floor and putting it down. Just lift it and put it down. And do this movement not like it's some sort of exercise that you're doing to strengthen something somewhere or to strain something somewhere, but do it just like you're just a person who wants to lift your pelvis off the floor and put it down again. Maybe you want to do it because you want to slide a pillow out from underneath or... It's just like an ordinary action, but you do it a bit more slowly, a bit more awareness, like you want to know, well, if I do this just as an ordinary action, which vertebrae lift forward away from the floor? In what order? The vertebrae in your lumbar spine. So your feet are a comfortable distance apart, your knees really over your feet so you can carry your weight there. And then just almost casually, you lift your pelvis away from the floor just to see which vertebrae lift away, which move first. Where does this lifting stop being easy and where it stops being easy, just turn around and go back. You don't push past that. You just find that place, acknowledge it, find out where it is. And as the vertebrae lift, do they lift one at a time or in some sort of a chain or do they lift all in a group? And where does your weight shift up to? Okay, that's good. Leave your pelvis down. And now interlace your hands behind the back of your head. And now lift your head away from the floor. And with the same idea, not like this will remind you of a million exercises you've done. You're not doing an exercise now. You're just like lifting your head because you want to lift your head. And you want to feel what vertebrae move away from the floor. In what order do they move away from the floor? What moves against the floor? Which vertebrae move backwards and against the floor? Or do any do that? The weight of your head is going to go somewhere. It's going to go through somewhere in your back against the floor or into some sort of strange tension pattern throughout. It's not that. So feel just like you're curious which vertebrae can move away in your neck your upper back, between your shoulder blades? Or do the vertebrae between your shoulder blades move backwards against the floor? And don't concentrate so hard that you forget to breathe. So maybe breathing out and letting the air out as you lift your head is easier than holding your breath.
And now the next time, stay with your head lifted. So lift your head and stay with your head lifted. And then lift your pelvis. And feel as you lift your pelvis, where does the weight shift to? Which vertebrae move away from the floor? So you stay with your head lifted and then you lift your pelvis. And feel, is this a little different than when you were just lifting your pelvis? Where does the weight shift to? Which vertebrae easily move forwards? What order do they lift? What order do you put them down again? And now bring your head up again, and the next time you lift your pelvis, so you lift your pelvis and somewhere in your back, somewhere in the length of your spine, there's the place where really your weight is resting now. And holding this kind of arc or curve or bow of your torso, begin to shift that weight up and down. So it's like your shoulders and your pelvis relative to one another stay the same, the spine and the curve in your spine stays the same, but you just gently start to rock that point of contact up and down your back. Have a funny idea, take a break when you need to and rest and come back and try again. And the more you do this like it's sort of a curious but effortless idea that you're not going to try too hard at, the more powerful it will be. Right, you could imagine, you could turn this into a huge workout. So don't do that, don't turn it into a huge workout. Lift your head as high as is comfortable, lift your pelvis as high as is comfortable, so you're not straining too much. And then just play with that idea of moving that place, and find where it is. It might be quite high on your spine, it might be behind your lower ribs, it might be, it's probably somewhere very individual. Each of you will have a different place of your spine that you're doing this rocking on. Great. Okay, leave that. Stretch out, take a break, have a rest. And then come onto your hands and knees. We're going to see the spine from all sorts of directions tonight. Come onto your hands and knees. And drop your head so your head is just hanging. And now lift your low back away from the floor. And then take your, let your abdomen drop towards the floor, just leaving your head hanging.
so that you take your spine through this arc in the one direction, this arc in the other direction, arching and rounding, and just leave your head for now, just leave your head hanging. And feel now, do that. Again, not like an exercise, that you've probably done exercises like this in many different contexts. Do this like you're just curious about each vertebra and the whole length of your spine and which vertebrae move down and in which direction, which vertebrae move up and in which direction. Where is it really clear? Probably places in your back where it's really clear. And then there are places in your back where it's less clear. Feel those very low vertebrae right above the sacrum. Are they moving up and down? Vertebrae at the height of the belt, perhaps. I think when Feldenkrais taught in 1979 in North America, the height of the belt was very different than it is today. So try different belts. Today's belt, 1982 belt. In the lower ribs, the vertebrae there. And up between your shoulder blades, are those vertebrae moving up and down? Are they clear to you or not so clear to you? And now begin to add your head to the movement. So as you lower, drop your abdomen and arch your back, you lift your head and look up. And as you round your back towards the ceiling, you let your head lower. Now you've got the whole length of your spine, right? The whole 17 plus. Why am I? I always know how many vertebrae there are, but I'm, I'm math incapable tonight. 12 plus 5 plus... Seven vertebrae. It's 24, thank you. It's 2 times 12. Now, I'm going to have to take that out. It's too embarrassing to put that on my website. (laughs) 24 vertebrae, all 24 vertebrae. What order do they go in? What rounds and arches first? And what's the last thing that you make use of when you round and arch your back? light movements. Okay, so then leave that and line your back and rest again.
Maybe the way you back, your legs are resting on the floor has changed. And then roll over and lie in your stomach. And as you lie in your stomach, extend your arms forward in front of you on the floor, overhead. Extend your arms long. And now begin to lift your head, look up along the wall, lift your head up and backwards, only as far as is comfortable. Don't strain with your legs or your buttock muscles. Let all that be quiet. Just lift your head and look up along the wall in front of you. And notice doing this, which vertebrae move backwards to do this? Which vertebrae are willing to move backwards? Your neck, your upper back, between your shoulder blades. Just gently, again, not a big effort just in the spirit of testing, looking, feeling, listening. Let your abdomen come forwards, protrude into the floor. This is how you know we're not in an exercise class. How many classes do they tell you to stick your belly out? Let your belly come forward into the floor. And which vertebrae can move backwards? Help you lift your head. I don't know how you find that. I find that sort of an unusual thought. I think about my vertebrae moving backwards, but that's really what's happening, isn't it? Maybe some of your lowest vertebrae and your lumbar spine move more forwards towards the floor, but above that, which vertebrae can move backwards? And now as you lower your head, begin to take your eyes and look down as though you're going to look down towards your toes underneath yourself. So you lift your head and look up. But then as you come down, you look down. And use your abdomen so that it's almost like you're lifting your shoulders, pulling your abdomen away so that it's as though you could look towards your abdomen when your head comes down. Your head comes down. Then you begin to lift your belly, your shoulders, a little away from the floor. You want to slide your forehead down along the floor so that you can look towards your abdomen. Without making any kind of big effort or force, but just play with that idea, let it grow, develop it. When your head comes down, your whole torso can curl, your shoulders, your chest can lift. You can look actually down towards your belly underneath you. Maybe at the beginning you're cheating a little and pressing with your arms. It's always all right to cheat as long as you know you're cheating and then you 
leave off the cheating a little bit every time and you see the next time, can I do it with a little less help and pushing from my arms a little more, actually curling your spine, pulling in your abdomen so you can look under towards your belly. So you're actually starting to drag your forehead along the floor and the vertebrae of their back between your shoulder blades in particular are moving backwards. There's very hidden vertebrae. Even when you drag your forehead along the floor, those vertebrae round backwards towards the ceiling. Slowly you're starting to drag your forehead along the floor towards you as you look down and under your belly. How do you have to organize that whole length of your spine to be able to drag your forehead down towards you? Great, okay, leave that, roll onto your back when you're ready, take another rest. Bend your knees, stand your feet, leave your arms alongside you like this. And begin now to arch and lift your low back away from the floor. So you're lifting your vertebrae forwards. Start to increase that arch behind your low back so your pelvis stays down. Your tailbone rocks towards the floor and you lift your low back away from the floor and put it back down. And feel now, see your vertebrae are moving forwards and the whole length of your spine. Make that arch larger. So you're rolling, basically rolling your tailbone towards the floor, letting that arch get larger behind your low back and larger. And if you have a pillow behind your head for the next development of the movement, you might want to get rid of it. And keep developing that arch larger and larger within the range of what's comfortable for you until you start to drag the back of your head along the floor. 
and play with that idea. And just look for the idea, don't push the idea, but look for the idea. How big would that arch behind your back have to be for the back of your head to start to drag along the floor? How many of your vertebrae have to be moving forwards? In what direction? And even as you start to drag your arch, the back of your head along the floor, your chin might rock towards your neck. But look now to shape the movements so that when you arch your back and drag the back of your head along the floor, you actually change the point of contact towards the top of your head so that if you kept going, I'll just give you the image, so that if you kept going, you'd be in an arch the whole length of your spine with the top of your head on the floor. Now that's an idea. It's not something to force yourself to do immediately in the next five seconds. It's an idea to look for, develop slowly, And if you stay within the range of your comfort but really pay attention to that idea, you'll probably get more out of it than if you force yourself to do that. So explore the idea, go in that direction, take your own time. And look for yourself how you can do that without straining your neck. without tensing your hands or holding your breath. The chest has to be really willing to lift away from the floor. Follow your low back and lifting away from the floor. Your shoulders but slowly in their own time. Great, lovely. Leave that. Stretch out your legs and take another rest. And roll over and come up onto your knees again. And now interlace your hands and place your hands. So you're resting on your elbows. Your hands are interlaced and your elbows are up to the side. So your hands are pointing towards one another, palms down, elbows interlaced. Sorry, fingers interlaced, elbows out to the side, sort of in a straight line like you're elbows, hands in a straight line. So you're resting across a uh, straight 
Yeah, a straight line in front of you with your hands interlaced, your palms down, your palms on the floor, hands interlaced. Yeah, yeah. And get the sort of spot that's your hairline, kind of the spot between your, um, you know, your hairline where your hair meets your forehead. Have that spot resting on the back of your interlaced hands. And now very lightly, the position might feel strange and awkward, but it's a starting position like any other. And Get yourself comfortable in it. Very lightly begin to roll your head. So your head, your neck are passive, and all of you move so that you can roll your head on the back of your hands like this. So you roll that point of contact of your head a little forward so that it's more your forehead on the back of your hands, and then you roll it a little the other direction so that it's more your hair on the back of your hands. Just like your head's a ball at the end of this long uh, contraption that is your spine, chest, pelvis, and everything. And you can maneuver all that so that your head just passively rolls on the back of your hand. So as your head rolls forwards, what do the vertebrae in the back of your neck do? As your head rolls back towards your forehead, what do the vertebrae in the back of your neck do? So you're really rolling up and down, not side to side, but up and down. And how do you use your low back, your abdomen, as you come forward? Make it easy for yourself. Particularly pay attention to the vertebrae of your neck. Does the back of your neck, can the back of your neck lengthen as you roll towards the top of your head? The back of your neck will shorten as you roll towards your forehead. As you roll your head towards your forehead, the back of your neck gets shorter. As you roll your head towards the top of your head, the back of your neck gets longer. The vertebrae in the back of your neck move backwards. Chin goes towards your neck. So your head's just kind of resting on that spot and then rolling like a ball in one direction or the other. It's not sliding, it's not slipping just rolling on that spot, rolling on your hands, and the wind will blow you over. This is quite something. Great, okay, leave that, come onto your back, take a rest. Also, there's something wrong with the heat. That's my other diagnosis. <laughs> the radiators aren't actually on. Not over there, they're cold. 
Okay, come up onto your knees again. Up onto your knees and your elbows. But uh, this time you don't interlace your hands. This time just to your forearms sort of parallel to one another. And palms down on the floor and your forearms parallel to one another. And now lift your low back and drop your head, arch your, round your back towards the ceiling. And then drop your abdomen and lift your head as far as is comfortable to look up along the floor, the wall in front of you. And in this position, you just feel all your vertebrae moving backwards, lifting towards the ceiling, moving forwards. Wow, this is really interesting. People's backs act very differently when they're on their elbows. I, I mean, I suppose I'd felt it from the inside out going over the lesson, but it's really striking externally. Just different parts of your back, eh? Or lifting different amounts or going somewhat different patterns. Really interesting. And again, not like a big exercise or effort, but just enough so you can satisfy your curiosity. Which vertebrae move? In which order? Where are the blank spots? Where are you moving less? And then as you come down and drop your head towards the floor, next time you come down in that direction, I'm going to add a little extra direction or variation to the movement. So you come down, as your head comes towards the floor, the top of your head or your forehead actually touches the floor and you begin to draw it along the floor towards you. So you're sort of drawing a line along the floor with the top of your head, with your forehead. Add that to the end of the movement, add that variation to the end of the movement. So as you lift your low back towards the ceiling, as you round your back, then you begin to drag your forehead or the top of your head along the floor towards you. And what different direction does that create? How does that change how your spine engages? What use you make of yourself to go in that direction? It's like you're actually sliding your head along the floor towards your knees in the direction of your knees. Okay, great. Leave that, lie on your back, take a rest.
Okay, and bend your knees, stand your feet. And uh, like at the beginning, lift your pelvis away from the floor and feel how your vertebrae lift. Feel what order they lift in, what direction, how easily do they move separate, do they move together as a block? And then leave your pelvis and interlace your hands behind your head. And now lift your head away. Back of your neck lengthens. Look down between your knees. And which vertebrae move away? How easily? Which vertebrae move back towards the floor behind you? What order? This kind of movement, we're usually so enmeshed in some idea about our abdominal muscles when we do this that we never pay attention to how the spine is moving, the back of your spine, the weight of your spine against the floor, the lengthening of your neck. And then stay with your head in the air again and lift your pelvis away from the floor. So you shape your whole spine into this bow or this arc, some kind of approximation of a bow or an arc, your own version. And with both your pelvis and your head lifted away from the floor, then begin to shift that point of contact against the floor again, a little up, a little down, you're like you're rocking that whole bow. You're keeping the bow in that configuration and rocking it against the floor. See if that's the same spot in your spine that you're rolling against or somewhere quite different now, might be somewhere quite different. A little different sense of control. the shape of your spine you keep and you just move the contact point against the floor up and down. In a way it's like your abdominal muscles do nothing but hold the same position. The whole front of you holds the same tension like a string on a bow and the whole thing moves up and down. Lift your pelvis further away and your shoulders go back towards the floor. Lift your shoulders further away and your pelvis goes back towards the floor. Rocking on that bow. Great, okay, leave that, stretch out. And scan over the vertebrae from the back, your vertebrae, which ones feel more clearly in contact with the floor now than they were at the beginning. 
Where in your back lies more clearly on the floor? And whenever you're ready, you can roll to your side and come up to sit and stand. Keep some sense of awareness of what you're experiencing. Mm 